welcome to the Courage Meant to Go podcast, where we share good news, great laughs, and real life stories to encourage you as you face life today. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number eight. I am joined by my beautiful wife again, Caitlin, and we are excited to just share a little bit of uh, stories of the past, maybe how we met, and just talk about that you can come out of some rough things, and God has some good lined up. So, welcome today. Hi, everyone. So glad to have you. Yeah. So, wanted to start out with just... um, what I remember about us meeting is 12 years ago. Has it been 12 years already? It has been. Wow. Should I tell the part that you couldn't believe happened first at church or? <laughs> Wherever you want to start with our story, honey. You always have to share this part. So oh, go wait. For it. Here we go. Here we go. So my wife has rather large eyes <laughs> for a human being. And uh, I've noticed this, but they're beautiful, of course. But I remember because she's about four years younger than me. She used to go to church with her grandma every once in a while. And uh, me and my brother, we sat on the right side of the church. I'll never forget. She would sit in the front because her grandma played the piano. And I remember she would look over the pew at us. And me and my brother would be like, wow, that that is crazy how big that little girl's eyes are. And kind of maybe kind of scared a little bit. She'd give us those weird uh, twinkly eyes or whatever. And Maybe not scared because you're four years younger, but we were like, that's just weird. Little little did I know that someday I'd be marrying that girl and uh, staring me down with eyes currently even. You're yeah, doing great. You, you love to share this story. I feel like I've grown into them, though. Like, And God knew I was going to be a teacher, and I would need those teacher eyes, like th- that teacher look that sometimes I give to you as well. You've grown into your eyes. Yes. I, I think so. And I, I would say that her eyes at age four – are the same size as they are now, and it's amazing. Your head got bigger, but your eyes stayed the same, so they actually look normal now. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, so that's kind of how we first met, although we never said anything to each other because, well, I didn't really want to. Anyways, later on, fast forward quite a few years, and uh, about 12 years ago, as we talked about, I was a youth pastor and over at Hopewell, and uh, crazy story how I even got there, but... Anyways, I was, and I was about a year or two in, and Caitlin came up to me and asked if there's anything she could help with youth group. This is on a Sunday morning. I'm in the overflow room. People are talking left and right to me. Uh, it's, it's craziness. Um, on a Sunday morning, for anybody that works for a church, that's probably not the best time to give them information. Um, so she gave me your number, right? Did you have it written down on? Yeah. So let me let me include some of my little little part of my back history. I won't go all the way back yet, but so I was in college. I was in the summer of my freshman year of college. So I just finished my freshman year, and I really wanted to help with an organization. I wanted to get involved. Um, I went to. A uh, college um, that was I was very heavily in Bible studies and different things so when I came home there wasn't really a lot because we're from a small town and I was like you know what I'm gonna help this guy he looks like he might need some help and and you know 
what youth group leader does not need help? So I was like, I'll just see if he needs any help with his youth group. And so if anybody ever works in church, you know, like you should take anybody's help you ever get. So even though it was Sunday morning crazy, you should be like, oh my gosh, I finally have help. Okay. And I did make a big deal about you giving me your number. And I was like, oh, that's so nice of you. And it was, and I wanted your help. And you still think I did this on purpose. Well. <laughs> but I did not. So so I did give him my number. I said, hey, if you ever need help, I would love to help you this summer while I'm home. On a little piece of paper. On a little piece of paper. And so I stuck it in my pocket. And <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Needless to say, the whole summer went by and I never got called. <laughs> Nor did I ever run into your number. I don't know if I got in the in the wash if mm-hmm. I threw it away with a bunch of other stuff that was out of my pockets well judging by how much I find in the dryer and the washer I would say it was in your pocket and it disintegrated well I mean you washer. have your <laughs> mint wrappers you have you know all the things that all the important things I always put everything in my pocket so and there I still get in trouble this day I lose things in my pocket so I'm like what oh, happened to that but yeah so I didn't call her because um, I f- kind of forgot about her um, I know that sounds crazy but <laughs> You were not a regular uh, church attender on a weekly basis either at that not point. Not really, not really. I uh, my my parents kind of when we was when I was in high school, my parents kind of they 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 work all through the week, and so I guess the weekends are just kind of their time to relax. So they kind of stopped going to church on Sundays every Sunday, and just got really busy. And there was just something in my heart that really just wanted to keep going, and so I would try to go by myself. I'd have to get myself up and and go. So I wasn't an every every week attender, especially because I was in college, but. Um, so I, I definitely knew who you were, but we didn't see each other like knew who we were. Yeah. So I think that's important to remember today that at times people in your household even may not want to get up, but it's still up to you mm-hmm. to get up and go. And I know if it's the same way with me, there's times in life, probably not church cause that's what I'm just used to doing by this point, but I don't want to do something. And I, I argue and I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do this. But almost every time. Probably every time God always does something cool when I don't want to actually go and do it. Um, I can name a thousand instances where I was like, man, I really didn't want to do that. But God did some really cool things where I was really able to learn. So then what? And then, um, so, oh, so then, sorry, I forgot where it was. So is so the whole summer went by and it was like Jul- end of July. And, you know, I probably went to him beginning of June, maybe even end of May. And so it's end of July. I'm working at the fair. We have like, you know, like really little county fairs. And um, he was working at a church booth. They have a food booth raising money. And I actually worked at the fairgrounds that summer. And I saw him and I said, hey, you never called me. And so apparently it didn't really matter to me or else I would have probably called him, you know, that summer. So I must have been very busy that summer. It does work work. both ways. Uh, Yeah, it does. You know, I'm just now realizing this. I could have called you, but I like it the other way. We'll just go been. You (laughs) must not have known how to get a hold of me. Must not have been. That was before we had... What, the church number wasn't in the... Phone book. (laughs) Yeah. Did we have phone books then? I think that's probably when we had phone... I don't even if remember. you're listening to this and you're under the age of 20, you may have never actually seen a phone book. It's true. They do yeah. send them out for businesses, I think, still. Yeah. Maybe. I don't I, know. Everything's on this Google. Yeah, good old Google. What would we do without Google? Anyways. No, I think it's focus. my turn for a second. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out my lovely wife used to be involved in this uh, pageant queenie stuff, and <laughs> she was wearing a sash around, and uh, that isn't what did it. Um, yeah, right. No, definitely not. 
I was like, really? She's one of them. But she did look pretty cute. And I was like, man, she even gave me her number. And I threw it away. She could have been helping me with youth group, which I desperately needed because I'm never good at asking others to help. I just do it all myself. And so I needed help, but obviously didn't get to call. So she was in this uh, extension office each day. And it just so happened I actually needed things for my booth each day that I forgot, like a marker. Posters. Yeah, different pencil, things. duct tape, Kate. keys. <laughs> Every day I think I see, I saw him in the office. I'm like, hey, you're back again? <laughs> yeah, oh, there, was, again. <laughs> there may have been a little flirting going on with all that. Um, yeah, so it, it happened to be the night. I mean, this is big. If you're a 4-H person <laughs> or you live in our area, there are certain nights of the week that's and days that the fair is all about. I didn't grow up in 4-H. I had to learn this on my own. Matter of fact, I asked you to take me on a tour. Yes, because I so I am a ten year four H'er and big deal. Fair is the big deal. And so when he says, "I've never been to the fair. I never grew up going to the fair," I looked at him like deer in the headlights. Like, oh my goodness! I said, "Let me, as a true four H'er, take you around for a walk." So we had a our first. I, I call it our first date walk. Um, you know, at the time we didn't call it a date cause that would have been weird. We were just getting to know each other, but that's definitely when we definitely hit it off. And was it, I think I waited because you were wearing one of those sashy things. Yeah. And so you had to pass out ribbons at one of the shows, maybe the pig show or it something. Was the pig show, the pig show, which would be on what day? <laughs> Tuesday. You betcha every year. And so I waited and it was like 11 o'clock. It was really late. Last time this. <laughs> there was like maybe like 20 people left at the show. By the time showmanship finished and the last ribbons got out, you stayed there the whole night. Yeah, I sat there. But the good thing, to my defense, I may have looked desperate at this point. <laughs> it's true. But I love to eat and fairs have great food normally. Mm-hmm. Not this year. No, sad. And I learned that there wasn't going to be very much food at the fair this year and not people really i was like nah, not for me i'm more of an eater so you know i had my popcorn from farm bureau i had you know ice cream from farm bureau <laughs> yeah okay a different booth but um co-op excuse me oh, yes, popcorn was from the co-op thanks for that every year co-op we're looking forward to it next year um just i was over there eating watching the pig shows maybe thinking about bacon i'm not sure um, since then, I've learned a lot more. I've done some research about what they judge. I can't imagine you're standing in a ring, little cute kids, and they're running around, and you're looking at the behind of a pig <laughs> and how they walk and strut around. And I'm just thinking, wow, these guys and ladies, they just don't have much to do in life if they could judge this stuff. <laughs> and so I've been trying to study. I have because I had youth group that showed pigs for years, and they did an awesome job, and I've been trying to study what the judges are looking for. Um, are you going to become a pig judge? No, I didn't know this. But whenever I eat bacon, sausage, any of those things, I think, yeah, I bet that was a good-looking pig right there. There's some bacon. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. are you aching? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, anyways, so anyways, so he stayed until like ten, ten thirty, just waiting for me because we had said we were going to go on this walk, and time. I think what really got you though. Let's go with what really got you. Oh yes. I bought you. So we do have one thing. We have several things in common. But one thing in common we have, we both love food. We are, like when we travel, it is 
planned around where we're going to eat, what we're going to eat. <laughs> yeah. All these new places. We yeah. love it. We absolutely love it. Like I love hiking and camping, but there are no good food restaurants <laughs> around. So therefore, no, not for me. But we literally pick out our destinations by food spots a lot of times. Mm. And what's our schedule look like? Well, where are we going to eat? <laughs> Breakfast, snack, lunch, snack. <laughs> Ice cream. Dinner. Absolutely, definitely ice cream. Dinner and then more ice cream. So anyway, so before the big show, you surprised me with a pulled pork sandwich and a sweet tea from the... You're, okay, you are forgetting the like game changer. Oh my. Yeah. A piece of homemade okay. pie I couldn't remember by one of the ladies at the church. Do you remember what kind? I don't remember what kind, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter at this point. Okay. I think it was a probably a meringue. Oh, definitely. Coconut meringue. Mm. See, I scouted out through the week. Although she says I went to the extension office often, she happened to have to come by the food booth often as well to get some food. So I kind of caught a glimpse of what she enjoyed, and then I did surprise her. Didn't I did pay for it, because even though I worked there, I definitely tried to pay for it still. And, uh, yeah, I took it, took it to you. And then, uh, so that's what really grabbed your heart, True. first of all. And I think I had it at that point. Mm-hmm. Then I waited for the pig show. And then after that. Uh, and then we we took a long walk around the fair. I showed you all the fair. And we just kept walking and walking and walking. And you kept talking. And, and talking you kept and talking. talking. It wasn't just me. Maybe I was excited. We were both excited. I think it was the wooing stage. Oh, definitely the wooing stage. I don't know when that disappeared. I mean, we're still wooing. Okay, we're still wooing each other. Yeah, sure. It was a great, but I think we probably talked till one or two in the morning. Yeah, so we closed down the camp or uh, the fairgrounds. I remember we were sitting on the back of the car just talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weird thing about our relationship, which was different from others, I want to go ahead and put out there for anybody listening. I had some rough relationships, and I believe Caitlin did too yep. before we met. But I wouldn't say, I know at least for me, none of mine were rough because the person was rough that I was dating. They were rough because I wasn't in the right mindset. I was making some mental mistakes and other mistakes. And I just, I don't, I can't blame them today. Like looking back, I'm like, that's not their fault. Mm -mm. And so I didn't lead in a relationship like I should have. I didn't do the things I needed to. I didn't man up and be a true man or a gentleman I was just another young kid out there that's teenage boy that was just didn't have his mind in the right area so I wanted to change things with Caitlin and uh, I I remember that first night sitting on the car even I think we even prayed Mm -hmm. I remember I I remember you said because we had had this amazing conversation about God and what he wanted to do in our lives, what he was doing, what we, our dreams and in line with that. And I remember thinking as we walked around the fairgrounds, I have never had a conversation like this with a guy. Like, and I I agree. Like, I think we, we have very similar paths. Like we both grew up in church, but it was, so it was, it was, was, but it was just something that we did. We weren't really like, neither of us were in it for the, like we, our, our hearts weren't truly in it. It was just something we did on Sundays. It was something we knew we should but maybe we didn't exactly do it and um, definitely the case with me as well the relationships I I put my hope in the relationships I put my 
you know, just everything into a relationship, hoping that would solve my problems. And definitely that does not solve your problems. Um, and I think right before I met you, Mitch is when I was like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I'm, I'm giving it to God because this isn't working. What I'm doing is not working. So I'm going to give it to God because he's the one who can make all this right. And he's got the ultimate plan. So I'm going to finally give it to him. And I think he was probably like, finally, finally, you're figuring this out. Here's Mitch. <laughs> and I, you know, we, we started off slow though. And I think that conversation set it up for like, wow, this is what you have planned, God. Like this is maybe what, you know, this is what a relationship, sh- relationship should be. Um, and so I remember you asking, can we, can we pray together? And I was like, I don't know. That's weird. Like I don't do that. But then, in like, but then again, something inside me was like, that feels so right. Like that's cool. Like that is what a relationship should be where it's founded on Christ on the very first walk that okay. we do. So I fed you. <laughs> I went to the pig show. Yes. This is keys to success for relationships if anybody <laughs> out there is single. Relationships 101. <laughs> I spent quality time by talking and walking. Quality time is great. And then we prayed, and that was kind of the cap. Um, yeah, and so that's, I did have, um, I kind of did the same thing. Before that, I wasn't definitely not on the look, extreme look or anything, like looking for that. Obviously, I knew someday God was going to bless me with somebody, and it was tough, and um, so yeah, it just came at just the right time. The county fair rolled around, and and here we were. And you know, coming out of a rough relationship, maybe that's you. Maybe you're out there listening, and you're like, "Man, what's what's next? What do I need to do?" I kind of we were talking about before this. We kind of ask each other, and we did this study with our youth. It's probably one of the coolest studies we've ever done. We brought him over to our house, and we showed this video of Andy Stanley, and he always put it this way. Are you the person you're looking for is looking for? So good. Basically, it's great that you're looking someone, and you want all these great qualities out of them, but do you have those qualities? And uh, I don't think I was ever that person, but I started developing those qualities. Caitlin was developing them at the same time. We didn't even know it, and then kind of got together. And although she's the younger, about four years younger with the big eyes, I think it was just the right timing. And so you always have to ask yourself, instead of thinking, you know, what you want or don't want in a person, think about yourself. What what kind of a person am I attracting? Mm. You know, that's the same with friends and everything else. I think every relationship, it's like, what, what am I looking for? And like in a friend, what am I that person? Am I loyal? Am I, you know, I can keep secrets. I can kind of do things that, you know, it's good. Yeah. I remember with that study, um, Andy Stanley's study, I, I, along with the, are you the person you're looking for is looking for. They, t- he took the verses, what we hear at every single wedding, the love is patient, love is kind. And we think like, Oh, I just want to love like that. I, I want someone who shows me that kindness. And he says, are you patient? Are you kind? So next time you like, you know, look at first Corinthians chapter 13, um, you can look at those and be like, you know, I'm going to work on these today for myself, not for me to find someone like that. But again, just looking for those qualities in yourself and working on those things because you will draw others near you with those good qualities. You want to draw people with those kind of qualities to you. 
And of course, if you're looking for, you know, a mate or someone, you know, like that, you want to draw those kinds of qualities because that's the qualities you portray as well. Yeah. And, um, love doesn't envy. Mm. It doesn't boast, you know, and they're tough. They're tough to do. Yeah. To have all yourself. of those. Yeah. Right. So we, uh, you know, we ended up kicking it off, but mm. not too long after that, we had a little rough spot where I was like, you know, this girl's cool. Um, we got along well, but being a little bit younger at that point, I don't know how you were like 19, right? Yeah. Cause I was 23 or so. Cause that was your first year out of college, mm-hmm. like after your freshman year. And so before she went back to college, we wanted to hang out a few more times and that's, that's very good. Actually, we talk about love languages sometimes with each other and, and one of mine's is uh, acts of service. And she brought me cookies all the way to camp. And camp is out in the middle of nowhere. And when she brought me those, it wasn't like they were the best cookies I've ever had, which they all—they were very good. But she took the time where I knew she was thinking about me. And uh, so that was a big plus. She had me. And then we went on this date. We went <laughs> out to eat. And then she took me. Where was that at? <laughs> okay, let me prerequisite this story. <laughs> because he still likes to talk about how we, he's he thought he thought about ending it after this second okay, date. Okay, well, well tell us date. what happened. Well, so we went. So we're in Osgood. If anybody knows Osgood, there's not anything to do in Osgood except for a couple restaurants, and that's it. So I wanted to. It was like during the day we went out to lunch at one of these main restaurants in Osgood, and I was like, I want to still hang out with him, but I just there's nothing to do. So we went back to the fairgrounds, but we went to the park in the back that had swings, which I'm a kid at heart. So I'm all about swings. I still like to swing with my kids. And so I'll still go swing. And I'm like, let's go swing. And he was just not sure, but he's like, okay, this is a little weird. Yeah. I was, I was sure that I wanted to, to hang out with you. I wasn't sure that I wanted to swing. And then when we started swinging and you're just being you and talking quite a bit, um, which is awesome. But I was thinking, man, she's a little bit, just a little bit immature because I just went through the, my college experience. I moved to Florida by myself for a couple of years. Like I was just coming back and I was like, you know, I'm past that, that stage. And Caitlin was just going into her sophomore year of college, <laughs> which is why when we ended up getting engaged a year later, um, and we talked about that story on one of our past podcasts, we then were engaged for two more years. Yes. What would you say about those two years? Oh, my. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people are like, well, I'm only going to be engaged for three months. I'm like, make it shorter. <laughs> make it uh, three months. Okay, maybe that's a little short, but the hardest part of our relationship so far for me, this is so true for me, it was not, you know, the first year of marriage or the last year. It was the time we were engaged. Yeah, it was. It was rough. Well, not only I went to school three hours away and so, and he had a job back here and so he couldn't just like take up and, you know, um, and so I, and, and I wanted to finish my schooling. I wanted to finish and that's, that was kind of our deal and, and it was the longest two years though. And we, we fought more, I think during those two years than we ever have. <laughs> we had more confusions. Confusions. Yes. We did not fight. We just, we, and most things are confused. We will have to have a conversation about communication I think we did have some other day. We, yeah, maybe. 
but it's we were just confused by one another's thoughts and reactions because we weren't we didn't communicate those she was still that college age girl uh, and i was that uh yeah mature guy sort of not really i'm still no. working on so it so obviously the swing set situation he still thought i was cute and he still was intrigued it was close though i had to do some deep thinking about it oh I, i'm serious it's dead <laughs> true but back when we were engaged so I was stubborn about the wedding stuff because in my mind, I don't know where this seed was ever sown in my mind, but in my mind, I was thinking, she said, our colors are going to be for our wedding, purple and silver. I hope all of you men out there are just shaking your heads at this, by oh, the way. Okay. And I said, man, if I start letting her make all the major decisions, then she's going to rule the roost. and." I'm not okay with that. Oh, dear. Well, I at least wanted to be have a say in some things. So she's telling me what all is going to happen, and I said... And ladies, you know, if I have the colors picked out, I have the ideas for decorations, I have ideas for, you know, dresses, and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then he says... And then a lot of... I said, listen, I know this is quote-unquote, you think it's your wedding, because that's what you're always told, but this is our wedding. And I think it should be 50-50. So what should happen is... You pick one color, and I pick one color. So that's exactly what I said. And so I had purple and silver. Elegant, romantic, beautiful. So then I had purple, and he says... Orange, oh. of course. <laughs> orange is the Bengals. Um, orange is one of my favorite colors, but because of the Bengals, and yeah, they're losers, but I wanted orange. And I wanted, I've always wanted the black and orange like suit. So I said orange, and I wasn't backing down, and lo and behold, it was an awesome pick, and orange and purple are amazing wedding colors. Anybody's welcome to take that idea and run. What Did you not like the colors, purple and orange? It did turn out beautiful. It was very rough to take that idea at first. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, purple and silver sounds like a prom or something that you do, but uh, no, we, we made it work, and... And it worked out pretty good. Um, our wedding was a little crazy. But then again, I will say, even though I do think I really wanted my way, it was a good way to start off our marriage as we both have a say. This is our wedding. This is our marriage. Let's make it fun. It was fun. We had a lot of fun. People who say it's, yeah, it's only one person's wedding. I'm like, well, what about the other person? Uh, you never hear it's the groom's side. Never mind. Never. Most guys don't care. Well, I know they don't care. But, you know, and I picked my battles, and there was times that I got a little too testy. Um, but at the same time, you know, it worked out great. Um, I will have to say, just for a little backstory, I took a lot of, um, not party management, what am I trying to say? Event planning. Yes, thank you. I had that word in my head. You would think I know that since I went to school for it. That, that's what I went to college for. So I'm an event planner, and I'm excited. I kind of did that when I went to Florida, and I'm like, that's kind of why I wanted to have a say, really. It's true. Um, and I'm, I love exciting things. And planning a wedding, very stressful. Mm -hmm. Sorry. But it can be exciting. So, but yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we met and uh, had a fun time. And here we are, nine years later. Nine years after the, the wedding. Yes. Oh, yes. That's Twelve right. years after Twelve we years. met, which is crazy and yeah, our kids, and it's actually a beautiful night. I'm thinking about trying for the very first time 
sleeping in a tent with my kids. They're two and four. Yeah, so <laughs> here's what we do since we're so good at this stuff. I think we're going to go somewhere or even out in our backyard to where if it doesn't work out so well, eh, not a big deal. We'll go in the house. I know that's not really camping, but if you have a two and four year old, we don't have a camper. Um, so tent it is. And so, yeah, we're excited, but you know, it's the little things. It doesn't have to be anything big, just a campfire and, uh, just spending time together, watching the kids just light up and, and run around. Um, it's fun, which there's a lot of growing that happens throughout the years from the time where we got engaged, where you're wanting to swing, but it is cute that you push our kids on the swings. Thank you. Even, even I sometimes I'm more of a hammock guy. I'm kind of a little bit lazier. So I lay in the hammock with the kids and I swing it back and forth with my foot. Oh, you, you lay in the hammock while I'm playing with the kids. That That does happen sometimes. (laughs) I have to admit, but, uh, well, God definitely, um, you know, works in us and, and uses, you know, the, the tough times and the rough times and our, and, you know, I just read in Romans the, the verse about how God works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And, you know, it is cool to see, like, I could be focused on the, the rough times or the things I regret in our past or, you know, the bad relationships that we've had or yada, 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 or our fights, our confusions that we've had. I could focus on those in the past, but God truly does work it all out for his good. If I'm focused on that and I'm not worried about the past, I don't hold grudges. Um, I'm looking at the future. He does He's such a good God, and he's uh, worked it all out. Yeah, and I think that's something we have to remember is we don't bring up each other's past. Mm. We've talked about it before, but there's really no need to bring it up now. Um, and if we see people from our past, we could just smile or, or whatever because it's not a big deal because God gave me you for the ups and downs. Amen. <laughs> yeah, a lot of ups and downs, and uh, God knows just what you need, and maybe you're like, wow, I've really struggled. I've... I've went through many. What in the world do I do now? Um, my suggestion is to get right with God and uh, seek Him. Let Him fill your heart because I love Caitlin, but she doesn't fill me. She doesn't complete me like they say on the movies. God does that, and uh, we complement each other, and we run alongside each other and do life together. I think that's what it's supposed to be when it's, it says God then your spouse, then your kids and everybody else. It's really hard to do that, but if you don't have God first before you meet your spouse or your whatever happens, it's going to be a little rougher. You can do it. You can still today choose to put God first, let him fill you, and then go on. So hope you enjoyed this. I know um, we did, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. everyone for joining us on our podcast today make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes and if you know anyone else that could use some encouragement we'd love if you would share it with them we're all in this together so until next time my friends on courage meant to go